For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. How are you now? How are you now? New year, new me. Fuck that. Same exact dude. <laughs> Same exact podcast. Hello and welcome to episode uh, 37 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and we are here to talk about your Montreal Canadiens traveling to the state of Texas, home of the Longhorns, Hook'em. Unfortunately, they lost in their uh, college football playoff. But we're not here to talk about football. We're here to talk about hockey. And these stars, as I mentioned in the last episode, are a pretty good team uh, in the NHL this season. Uh, Not one that you would typically expect the Canadians to be able to beat. Uh, But every game is played for a reason. If you just went with the on-paper lineups, then uh, a lot of the Habs games this year just would not happen because on paper, they are expected to lose uh, most of their games. So, um, yeah, you got to play them because anything can happen. This is the NHL. So we're going to get to the recap. We're going to get to everything that happened inside of that game. But first, a word from our sponsor. And of course, you know that the only people who don't get time off at this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available that you're going to need with both desktop and mobile access. So head there today to get in on the action and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And honestly, folks, the only thing that I was hoping at this four at the start of this game for the Habs was give me something to cheer about folks and they say go fuck yourself Matt um (laughs) 11 seconds into the game Mike Matheson's got the puck behind his own net he bobbles it throws it out front directly to Wyatt Johnson not the kind of guy that you want to give it up to and he just slides it over to Jamie Benn nothing Samuel Montembeau can do about this one big time cafouillage by Mike Matheson and it's one nothing and again it's 11 seconds into the game how ugly is this one gonna get that was really burning in the back of my mind uh, after seeing one go in 11 seconds into the game but just wait a second Matthew the Montreal Canadiens kind of settle into this game and we start getting you know really back and forth good high-paced game out of these two teams the Habs going toe-to-toe with the Dallas Stars and about five minutes after that uh, gaffe at the start of the game we get some great forechecking from Uri Slavkovsky again a good pinch by Jordan Harris along the boards as Slavkovsky's chasing uh, as Slavkovsky's chasing Slav picks it up and puts it on a fucking platter for Nick Suzuki and he obliterates this puck beats Scott Wedgwood and ties the game up at one much better play from the Habs coming out of that early error, and uh, they continue that for the remainder of the period. I mean, these teams are, like I said, going toe-to-toe, chances coming at both ends. Nobody's really um, taking over the game in any way. And then, 
a little bit later in the period. Point shot from one side. Scott Wedgwood kicks it all the way out to the other point, or near the other point at the very least, and Caden Gooley just steps into a snapshot, puts it through everyone, including Wedgwood. It's 2-1 to one for the Habs. Nothing more from there in the period, but I gotta say, I was extremely impressed with the way they managed to turn it around after that early goal. This team, you know, sometimes they, they let in an early one, and then they let in a couple more, and then all of a sudden they're playing from behind, and then they, they have to mount one of those comebacks that, that never seems to materialize itself completely. Um, really good, really good turnaround from them so far. And can we get more of that in the second period? Well, again, we're getting solid play from both teams. Nobody's really dominating. And then again, it's Uri Slavkovsky, this time with a good play in the defensive zone, sends a puck the other way. Jordan Harris joins the rush, carries it himself across the offensive blue line, and fires an absolute BB. Far side, beats Scott Wedgwood. It's 3-1 to one for the Habs. What a fucking turnaround in this game to go from allowing a goal 11 seconds in to now you're midway through the second period or almost midway through the second period, and you're up 3-1. to one. you got a two-goal lead. However, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I've mentioned it on Twitter as well, and I think everybody who watches the Habs knows this intimately. They stop playing when they get two-goal leads. Their shot rate goes down by 53%. The amount of shots against them goes up. Hang on. I'm going to actually go pull up. I know uh, Nathan sent me the image of it earlier. So, sorry, it's expected goals. So, expected goals against when they're up by two go up by 59.3%. Expected goals for go down by 26.5%. Ridiculous. They stop playing when they're up by two goals. And they do pretty much that against the Stars as well. They just start trying to play prevent. Uh, They're mostly content to flip the puck out when they get across the red line. They're just trying to flip it in. They're not pursuing it with the same tenacity that they were in the first period and the first half of the second period. And it's leading to a lot more chances for the Stars. And then about five minutes left on the clock, 35 minutes in the game, we get the first penalty of the game. It's a slash on Josh Anderson. The Stars have a pretty good power play. And somehow the Habs, by the skin of their teeth, managed to kill that thing off. And uh, they managed to kill off the rest of the period as well. It wasn't without some, um, you know, scary moments where uh, Dallas came pretty close to uh, getting a goal to cut the lead down to one. But look, they go into the third with a two-goal lead. And my hope here is, come on, guys, can you just figure out how to play hockey the exact way you were before you went up by two goals? Can you do that for me? Well, they sure got a golden opportunity to uh, extend the lead a little bit very early into the third period. So we go out, four-minute high stick call against Jamie Benn. Uh, He gets it up high on Josh Anderson, and this is big, right? A full four-minute chance for you to get something done, extend that lead to three. They get a few shots, but they never really threaten to score in that whole four minutes. And then we get back to some back-and-forth hockey a little bit, which is fun, but a little bit danger zone because the Habs are starting to give up some odd man rushes. And then Joe Pavelski gets a trip on Jordan Harris. The rest call that one too. And uh, the Habs absolutely cannot afford to give this gift back to the officials. And they don't. Yuri Slavkovsky, again, with a great play along the boards, this time up near the, the blue line of the offensive zone. Uh, he holds his zone, throws it down to Nick Suzuki. Suzuki out to uh, Sean Monaghan. He throws it across to Cole Caulfield, and Cole Caulfield has his third goal in as many games. It's 4-1 to one for your Montreal Canadiens. And then we get some scary stuff, though. Uh, Josh Anderson, he's skating along with uh, Thomas Harley. 
uh, in the neutral zone and they kind of clash skates a little bit and there's a really weird tweak in Anderson's knee you can see it if anybody's not squeamish and you want to see the highlight you can go to my Twitter account I put up a lot of videos uh, for that game because there's a lot going on but you can go see it if you, if you want to just be forewarned it, it doesn't look too comfortable if you've had knee injuries before it might bug you a little bit to see that and he left the game and did not return needed help to get to the room so you know more on that after the uh, recap here anyways that seemed to shake the Habs up a little bit and they look a little bit flustered. It's Samuel Montembeau with just a series of beautiful positional saves to keep the stars away. And Dallas, smelling blood a little bit, they decide to pull Wedgwood from the net with six minutes, over six minutes actually on the clock for an extra skater. It takes him a little bit, but with under four minutes to play, Wyatt Johnson gets a shot block, gets the rebound himself, and he scores through traffic on the backhand and makes it four to two. And Samuel Montembeau, for the next two minutes, is just giving them save after save after save. He is making beautiful positional saves. I mean, he's also making some ridiculous athletic ones where he's got to dive across with the glove or stick his leg out. I mean, the Habs are really kind of just bunkering here and hoping their goaltender can carry it for him. And he's doing the absolute most that he can to make that happen for them. And then with two minutes left on the clock, I mean three or four stars got touches on this puck I don't even know who they credited it to I think it went to Jason Robertson it was a mad scramble in front of the net um, and all of a sudden it's four to three and they still got two minutes left here to make something happen and as much as the stars tried they got shots they got good scoring chances but Samuel Montembeau was magnificent Jordan Harris made some really good defensive plays uh, tied up Joe Pavelski to stop him from getting a sure goal on the back door um, really a combination of you know some some bunkering from the Habs a couple of good defensive plays from the defenseman and some magnificent goaltending from Samuel Montembeau allow them to finish this game with that four to three score intact and they get the win to end their road trip what a game what an absolute game I mean that it had a little bit of everything it had some frustration again the way that they played with the the two goal lead it had some excitement uh it had some really good uh you know moments in the game for the halves where they looked like uh, there was times where they looked like the better team against a team that's certainly going to be playoff bound uh, come the end of the year here so I mean th- this game had everything you could ask for it was definitely a, a good piece of entertainment and again you know one that started a little bit late it started at 9pm my time 8pm eastern time so you're going to stay up a little bit late for a game you want to get some entertainment and they certainly delivered it in this one um, I enjoyed that game you know um, I, I think again you could dwell a little bit too much on the fact that they uh, that they really sit on those two goal leads and you could dwell a little bit on the fact that they almost blew a three goal lead but I, I think you, you got to take the positives here and that's why for this game I'm not going to go with uh, a player of the game I'm going to go with three stars and we'll start with the third star and the third star of the game for me in this one um, I, I went back and forth in my head before I started recording this I was going to go with Jordan Harris or Uri Slavkovsky um, I'll talk about Jordan Harris afterwards, but I'm going with Slavkovsky because he essentially could have had three assists in this game. He started the play on two different goals, the Harris goal and the Caulfield goal. Those goals do not happen without him. He just unfortunately does not get credited with an assist because that's not the way that it works. However, if you look at the overall body of work, how he played in that game, he's absolutely deserving of a mention here because he could have had three assists. He just gets the one, but he played a, just an excellent game. 
uh, tenacious in the forecheck. He was a huge part of all the success that they were having in that first period, in the first half of the second period there, when they were sometimes looking like the better team. And uh, I, I, I can't say enough about how good he looked uh, against the Stars in that game. That is the kind of player that they wanted to get with the first overall pick. And you know what? Um, I, I'll take a one-assist game uh, over a, a three-point game where he looks like crap. Again, he deserved the three points that time, but uh, I'll take it. That was a great game from him. Third star of the night to Yuri Slavkovsky. Second star of the night. This one was pretty easy. I had to go with Nick Suzuki. Um, he played one of his best games that I've seen in the last little while. He had a goal and an assist, um, you know, making plays all over the ice. He was flying out there. He looked a step faster than he normally looks. So I don't know what it was about this game against the Stars. It seemed like he really wanted to get out of bed for that one, and uh, boy, did he. Um, you know, he had a beautiful pass to set up that Caulfield goal. I mean, uh, I, I made a little bit about the, the Slavkovsky play up at the line uh, for him to actually keep that puck alive, to get it down there, and to allow that goal to happen in the first place. But uh, Suzuki's touch uh, to send that over to Sean Monaghan and just leave him with... Uh, Sean Monaghan had options there, man. He could have fired a shot and tried to put it in himself short side, uh, but he kind of just looked it off and then sent it over to Caulfield, and Caulfield got one of the easiest ones he's ever going to get because Wedgwood was down and out. Uh, really good puck movement overall from that top power play unit on that power play. Wish they would have done that on the four-minute power play uh, that happened earlier in the period. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe they could have extended that lead. Maybe they could have a 5-1 lead instead of 4-1. It wouldn't have been so dramatic at the end of the game. But, you know, what, what, what are you going to do? Uh, it was a great game from Nick Suzuki and absolutely felt like he was deserving uh, to be mentioned among the stars. And then your first star of the night. Who else am I going to go with? It's Samuel Montembeau. Um I don't think I can say anything that I didn't already say about him during the recap. A lot of the saves that he was making were just pure positional saves. And I've said this before about him. At times, when he makes some of these positional saves, and I don't want anybody to jump all over me for making this comparison, but at times, when he makes some of these saves look easy, when you know they're actually quite hard, who does that remind you of? Carey fucking Price. I hate to say it. Because I hate to compare anybody to one of the best goaltenders that any of us have had the privilege of watching. But this kid could be the real deal as an NHL starter. I said this a few times last year when we were looking at him steal some of those games. Uh, you know, there's a possibility that he could be part of the future for the Montreal Canadiens. They did give him an, uh, a new contract, right? So we know he's going to be around for a little bit. And wh what he's doing so far this season suggests to me that last year wasn't a fluke, Right. The, the big concern was, you know, are we going to extend a guy like this? Are we going to keep him around? Are we going to make him the starter? And then all of a sudden, you know, he turns into a pumpkin, right? I don't see that happening anymore at this point. I think he's put it together, and I think he could be a legitimate starter in the NHL. I think he's making their decision a little bit easier. If, if they're still kind of waffling on which goaltender they would hypothetically trade, if they do in fact trade a goaltender as a lot of people expect them to, I think he's making their decision pretty easy that it's not going to be him. It's going to be one of the other two guys because the way he's playing right now, I don't think you can, I don't, I don't think you can throw that away. I don't think you can afford to say, all right, well, you know, he's what, 24 years old, 25 years old. Um, and we're going to send him off to another team when realistically he could still be in his prime by the time this team's ready to compete. He might even be better than he is right now. I mean, he's giving you fantastic effort after fantastic effort, and they do not finish out that game without what he did in that third period. So Simon Montembeau, first star of the night, amazing game, and uh, it's been a pretty amazing season from him so far. So excited to see if he can uh, you know, parlay this into a longer career in the Montreal Canadiens net. 
Now, I promised you that we would talk about some other players as well, because again, there's a lot to like in that game. Uh, and again, honorable mention, very close to being a star in this one was uh, Jordan Harris. He had a goal, he had an assist, and uh, he made that defensive play on Joe Pavelski in the third period uh, with the net empty for the Stars, extra skater out. If Joe Pavelski just gets his stick on that puck, he doesn't even need to shoot it. He just needs to redirect it, and it's going in the net because Semyon Montembeau was was down and out. I don't think he was going to be able to make a heroic save on that one, but Jordan Harris, before the pass even came, he tapped his stick up a little bit, just gave him a little bit of a stick lift, and then got his stick up underneath and drove down real low and made sure that there was no shot Pavelski was getting a, a touch on that puck. And the puck just goes right through the crease, right through to the other side, and down into the quiet zone in the corner. Um, this was a fantastic performance from Jordan Harris. I was tweeting it uh, about him in the first period that he was making some really smart plays with the puck. Uh, he's, he's getting physical. He's playing extremely, extremely textbook hockey in his own zone. Um, I, I really liked that game from him. And uh, I mean, he's a player that's been mentioned a little bit in, in trade talks, not, not necessarily by the team, but by fans in the Twitter sphere and, and elsewhere. So, you know, maybe we should trade Jordan Harris. I don't think that trading a defenseman is a bad idea, but every time I watch Jordan Harris play and I really focus on him a little bit and I see the little things that he does out on the ice, I find myself thinking it would be a mistake, it would be a bad idea to trade Jordan Harris if you're moving a defenseman. I think he's the kind of guy that he's never going to have Kale McCarr-esque point totals, right? He's never going to be Quinn Hughes, but... He's going to be a lot cheaper than both of those guys. And he gives you extremely effective hockey in his own zone. And he's also capable of chipping in on offense. So um, my vote at this point, if I had one, we all know I don't, but my vote would be to hang on to him and not involve him in any kind of trade talks. Uh, I've enjoyed pretty much every game that he's played this season. I can't think right now of a single time where I watched a game and I went, what the fuck is Harris doing out there? I can think of a lot of other defensemen on the roster where I have thought that. I don't remember a single time where I thought that about Jordan Harris. So really good game from him. And again, if, if I had more stars to give out than three, I, I probably could have given him one for sure. Outside of that, Cole Caulfield with his third goal in three games. I mean, he's going streaking, folks. He's going streaking. You knew that it had to come at some point. And, uh, you know, as, the, as they transition to go back home now and start playing, uh, I think they got a couple of games in a row at the Bell Center, do they? Or is it just one and then they go back on the road? So they got the Rangers on uh, Thursday no they got the Sabres on Thursday Rangers on Saturday and then they go back on the road so they got two games at home um, interesting to see if uh, Caulfield can carry this momentum and uh, keep that streak going if the top line keeps playing the way that they are uh, I, I think uh, it's a betting man would probably put money on him keeping it going at least for a couple more games we'll see uh, we will see but uh, it's encouraging to see him start to uh, open the floodgates a little bit um, Caden Gooley played really well um, Sean Monahan had a pretty good game. Josh Anderson, I guess that brings me back to the injury. He was having, in, by my estimation, a pretty good game. Uh, not his best, uh, but he was you know, very engaged. He was taking a lot of abuse out there. He, he blocked a couple of shots. Uh, one of them looked like it really hurt his leg. Took that high stick that got them the four-minute penalty at the start of the third period. And then, of course, the knee injury. And... I don't know. We don't have any word at this point what the injury is, how long he's going to be out. We don't even have an estimate. And with something like that, I think it's probably going to take an MRI anyways because the the way that his knee bent and the fact that he needed that much help to get back to the room, there was two guys helping carry him back there. 
wasn't putting very much weight on it at all. It could be an ACL. I don't want to sit here and armchair doctor it. Um, but he's probably, I, I would expect him to at least be missing some time. Um, I guess we're going to find out in the next couple of days how long that is. But now, since the Habs are going home, and I hate to do this because I, I didn't want it to be you know, a significant injury that would make this happen, there's only one name I want to hear. When we get that note that they call somebody up from the Laval Rocket and somebody's going to be joining them to play against the Sabres on Thursday night, it's got to be Joshua Hoy. I'm sorry. <laughs> i got to boost my boy. He, he deserves a chance, and this is an opportunity maybe to step into the lineup because uh, Rafael Harvey-Pinard and Tanner Pearson are still not available. At least as far as I know, I don't think they're going to be available for this uh, homestand coming up. I could be wrong about that, and if I am, I'll retract. But for the moment, you need a forward, and I think that's the guy you got to call up. You need a winger, that's the guy you got to call up. That's the only name I want to hear, and uh, I hope they give him his shot, and then he gets to play his first NHL game, or his first regular season NHL game anyways, in front of the home fans at the Bell Center, and we'll see what the kid can do. Um, you know, he's had some quiet moments at times with the Rocket. Uh, they've been bouncing him around to a bunch of different lines, so he hasn't had really consistency in line mates. I want to see him up with the big club, and I want to see what he can do. Uh, I don't think it's an ideal time because they're obviously lacking a little bit in the forward department. I mean, Jake Evans was on the second power play in this game, and he's definitely not a power play specialist. So um, it might be tough to give him the type of line mates that he deserves, but that's the name that I want to hear. I want to, I want him to get his shot, uh, at least for that homestand. And then if they want or if he doesn't look like he's completely up to par yet, then they can always send him back to Laval. It's not a very far ride from Montreal to uh, Place Belle up there. It's uh, quite easy, actually. You take the metro. You go up to, uh, what's the station? It's not Montmorency. Is it? It is Montmorency, isn't it? I can't remember my stations anymore. I guess I've left Montreal for too long. But um, <laughs> it's uh, it's time. It's time to give him his shot. And uh, I think it's very unfortunate for Josh Anderson. You hate to see that, but uh, it presents him with a conundrum and it presents Joshua Roy with an opportunity um, and maybe if it's not Joshua Roy, I mean, they, they do have other options as well. Uh, Sean Farrell would be an interesting one. He's been playing very well lately. Riley Kidney's been playing very well lately, although I think he's a long shot to get a call-up uh, at this stage. Um, or you go with one of the more veteran guys uh, if you want to. Uh, Emil Heinemann's there as well. Uh, I know Emil Heinemann's already played some games in a Habs uniform this season, so they're not short on options. Um, hopefully, though, I will close on this. Hopefully, Josh Anderson is okay. Hopefully, it's just a sprain or something, and he's going to be out a couple of weeks max. Um, but I guess we're going to find out. And uh, the injury bug just does not want to seem to leave the Montreal Canadiens alone. But look, on the bright side, they took down a team that's playoff bound. And you could say what you will about, again, the play with the two-goal lead or the fact that they almost blew a three-goal lead. Um, there's things that they could fix there. But the fact that they got to that 4-1 lead in the first place can't be forgotten, Right. The fact that they got to the 3-1 lead in the first place cannot be forgotten. The way that they played up until they got the two-goal lead was beautiful. It was a competitive game. They were step-for-step step with the Dallas Stars, and they were getting the better chances, by my estimation. And they were cashing in on those chances, whereas the Dallas Stars weren't. This proves that even in their current state, the Habs are capable of skating with a team like that. So the, the rebuild's on the right track. Right? They're not ready to go toe-to-toe -to -toe for seven games with that team right now. That's what I would say. But you add the right pieces around some of the young players that are still developing, this team's going to be ready in a few years to rock. And um, we should be excited about that. You're Slavkovsky. Love you, buddy. Um, we're going to close it there. I'm running over 22 minutes, almost 23 minutes. So, since soirée inconnue pour les employés de soutien, we are on 
Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. Um, no, we're not on Megaphone anymore. We're on Google Play, Spotify, uh, Apple. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate that very much. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you, as always, for listening. And of course, à la prochaine. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 